right, welcome to Learn It From a Layman. I'm Carl Christensen here with uh, Tim Cox. As in a uh, never-ending nightmare, I will now be podcasting him with only Tim. Um, never give up, never surrender. Uh, are you talking to me? Uh, mostly to myself. Okay. Positive self-talk, it's a, it's a thing, you know. I, I, if I were you, I would also do that. So. Especially since I am potty training twins with my wife right now. So yes. never give up, never surrender is kind of like, you know, the desperate thing we scream inside of our heads as we scrub pee and poo out of the carpet. It's a wonderful start to the podcast. Then. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful images floating through. Yeah. Uh, additionally, don't, I think don't never talk give about up. floating. Don't talk about floating. <laughs> Never give give up, never surrender. Also, the words that your girls are probably repeating themselves as they uh, uh, fight your attempts to um, house train them. Yes, house training. That's about right. <laughs> we would probably save ourselves a lot of stress if we would just cut with all the, you know, um, posturing and just, yeah, call it what it is. All right, kids, this is a mat of newspaper in the corner that's all they need you pee here good right, kid good they, kid right if they can just go outside and do their business oh. you you are you're fertilizing your garden you're <laughs> watering your plants i mean what's yeah what's to uh what's not to like i'm kind of thinking that for everyone uh yeah yeah it seems like you know we're all in this new uh, yeah, regenerative. What's the word I'm looking for? Regenerative, uh, you know, agriculture type of, you know, um, trends. So yeah, this seems to be the type of thing that we'd really want to focus on is sustainable toilet habits. Not to mention, it kind of reconnects you with nature in a in a very personal way. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I'd imagine it's going to cut down a lot on you know bathroom time for certain individuals. <laughs> uh, I'll tell them if I see them. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, off of the uh, the potty the potty talk, <laughs> yeah. and on to our subject for today. We're going to be discussing the science of exercise. Not to confuse, be confused with exercise science, which is something that knowledgeable people talk about. Um, we're going to be talking about the science of exercise, which is what the layman calls it, which, of course, is us. Or is we? You bet. All right. Um, all right. So the way we're going to approach this topic is we're going to ask the questions, I think, that most of us ask when we're trying to either start exercising or take our exercise in the next level or, you know, just the, the generic questions about exercise that I think everyone asks and then we'll tackle what we think and what the research shows uh, are the best ways to do this. So we're going to start off with the very generic and basic and fundamental question, Tim. Should I work out? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Wait. I've got a, a kind of a long answer for this. Yes. Oh, that's... That is very, you could have answered in like binary and made it significantly shorter. <laughs> That's right. But, but yeah, by one, one figure or That's two. Right. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay. But actually, what, 
what are the benefits of working out? Why, why should I work out, I guess? Um, okay, so, ooh, boy, you got me. I don't know, because <laughs> they say you should. I know it's good for your heart. Um, you're, I know that being prone or seated for long periods, um, I don't know the details, but I know that it's real bad for your heart health. And even if you do exercise for a bit every day, it still can't make up for if you're seated for long periods. So, so ideally, you're exercising for longer than just a short stretch or maybe multiple times throughout the day or at least being on your feet. I think part of it just goes back to to your body wasn't made to be stationary. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, okay. So there's a there's a start. Okay, yeah. So um, I think actually you were starting off on another one of my spiels, which I probably won't get into too much, which is uh, the standing desk spiel. Um, Good use of a German loan word there. I'm... <laughs> hey, you keep doing this. You need to... <laughs> <laughs> okay um Secret, but yes. secretly not a layman carl <laughs> you lie <laughs> um okay so i've got a list of here of things i compiled from research that i've done that uh tell me why i should exercise so we're going to go through those and you can add any anecdotal uh stories or evidence i've never like. met her okay sorry I'm, I'm trying to recover yeah. okay yeah <laughs> okay so number one the re uh probably the best reason to exercise is the benefit it gives you mood um so exercise increases endorphins right which are known to help positive feelings and uh and actually less lessen your the way uh the pain, amount of pain you feel um oh. so uh, it also is a huge benefit in um, in getting rid of stress. Um, it helps regulate your stress and anxiety, uh, the chemicals in your body. Um, I don't remember which chemicals those are at the moment, but those, um, oh, there it is. Uh, increases sensitivity for the hormone serotonin and some other one that I can't say because I'm a layman. Um, and so it takes care of stress, anxiety, and depression uh, to a large extent if you are exercising. Wow. So, yeah. So that's a, a big, a big reason uh, to uh, to exercise is literally just the effect it's going to have on your mood. So, um, I think. All right, Carl. I'll I'll encapsulate this for you in a in a pithy rhyme that our listeners can take with them and remember years from now. If you're feeling blue, run a mile or two. Yes. Okay. That's. I'm sure that's going to be the thing that takes us to the top of the charts, Tim. Um, your your little rhymes are going to be, um, you know, the uh, the match that lights our fire. Ooh, Carl, that was lyrical. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to use that too. Let's set this all to music. Maybe that's we'll a good make... idea. We should have a fully musical podcast at one point. Have you noticed how musicals are like a thing, you know, in the like when I was a kid, musicals were kind of like on hard times. It was like old Rogers and Hammerstein. And, you know, it was like musicals was a thing for your grandparents, you know, or nostalgia. But now it's like musicals are hip. You know, you got Hamilton, Greatest Showman. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So there we go. 
I think I think we need to do this. I think we need to do a musical podcast, but that will not be this podcast. And you were leaving, <laughs> leading me off of my topic. <laughs> Exercise science. Okay. All right, you're done now. Yeah, I was about to get to the bridge, <laughs> uh, and then you can just take a stroll right off of it. <laughs> hey, that's um, exercise. <laughs> um, yeah, so it helps with your mood. All right, number two, and this is the one I think everyone knows. Obviously, is the weight loss associated with exercise, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But um, obviously, if you're exercising you are burning calories. And uh, for those of you that don't um, know, well, anything at all, calories um, equate to energy. And that comes from the uh, uh, energy that is burned when you are, uh, that, and the energy comes from your food. And if you don't have uh, carbohydrate sugar in your body, then it starts burning your fat. And so that's, um, that helps you lose weight when you're exercising. Um, so that's a, uh, kind of duh. Now I, I'm curious and I don't know if you've come across anything about this. Does exercise affect your appetite? Yeah, so it, it does. And I'm trying to see if I can, if I found that one here on my list of things that I was going to talk about because I've got a couple of other things here and I don't see it on my list, but right. we'll, um, we'll put it on the, uh, kind of the, the cliffhanger. Yes, exactly. We'll tease that Stay over. Stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Okay, so continuing on my list for right now, it's good for your muscles and bones. So uh, muscles, once again, kind of a um, uh, assumed, I think most people obviously understand that exercise is going to build muscle, but it also helps with your bone density, turns out. Um, so it helps uh, combat osteoporosis later in life. Uh, and so that's another good reason to make sure that you uh, exercise um, increases so, your energy levels. But, so people who exercise are more dense than those who don't. But I'm... Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you, I was going to say you'd be here all night, but uh, at this rate, I'm going to cut you here pretty soon. Yeah, so. I'll be here for another like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So increases your energy levels. So and this is an important one, I think. A lot of reason people, a lot of reason that people don't exercise is because they don't feel up to it. They don't have an energy level. But literally, exercising is one of these like uh, it's like roll starting a, a ball rolling down a hill. As soon as you start it, it it's self perpetuating because you, then you get more energy, so you feel like exercising more. And so, um, as if you have the energy to start exercising, it'll then just uh, self-perpetuate and continue so um so so if someone were saying i want to exercise but i just don't have the energy the answer would be well just start yes. and then um and then see if you have the energy yeah yeah and what's another one of the things i'll talk about right at the end is as people that want to start exercising and kind of how to do that um but yeah it it's uh energy levels come up really quickly as your exercise uh, builds so you know it's an interesting uh correlation to I, I know this isn't a religious podcast but to the concept of faith you know this idea that you know for for good things to happen you have to kind of step into the unknown and maybe that uh, you know you need a bit of faith to to succeed with things like exercise sure yeah i step think step out and 
Yeah, I mean, obviously that has implications in the religious realm, but I think it also has implications in lots of different parts of life. I think, uh, you know, that the faith, you, the, the start doing something uncomfortable and that's how you get a better job. Stepping out into the uh, un, uncomfortable as far as in the dating realm and you have to get to know other people. And, um, you know, so it's life is a kind of a series of getting outside of your comfort zone so that you can to do something that you want to or that you know is good for you. And uh, when you do that, um, you reap the benefits. So um, yeah. exercise is certainly one of those things as well. All right, so uh, reduce it reduces your risk of chronic disease. So um, that's uh, anything from insulin. So the, obviously diabetes, uh, so type two diabetes, car- any of your cardiovascular problems, heart disease, blood pressure. Your chances of, of developing chronic disease are lower once you're uh, exercising at a, um, at a predictable daily um, regimen. Let's jump. Okay, so here's one uh, that I thought was really interesting, and, and it kind of makes sense. It actually helps your brain health and your memory. Huh. Yeah, cause, and so this one, once again, it kind of goes to what you were saying at the beginning. Our bodies aren't really, we're never made uh, to be stagnant. And, uh, and so what happens is if you are stagnant, your whole body just kind of starts not performing at its optimum um and so it really has to do um, with the flow of blood and oxygen um so obviously the more oxygen and blood that you uh your your heart can pump and then that happens obviously as you're more in, in shape uh the more that gets to your brain um and so that's going to obviously then uh, benefit you with brain health and memory um, it says brain exercise has been shown to cause the hippocampus, a part of the brain that's vital for memory and learning, to grow in size. So literally, they can measure uh, how much effect it's had on exercise has had on your brain. Wow. So if I'm walking around, I do like lots of exercise and people are like coming, wow, you must work out. And I could be like, yeah, you think these muscles are big? You should see my hippocampus. <sighs> Please do, Tim. Please see what happens when you do that. All right. If you will give me a dollar and <laughs> I will start working out, then. Um... <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's ever asked you how your muscles got so big. I don't think that's. <laughs> yeah. the no one asked me if I do. Do I work out? I don't get it. <laughs> Which, this may be a surprise to our listeners listening to my silky yet masculine and powerful sounding voice they probably imagine me as kind of a a cross between a professional basketball player and a and a football lineman and um yeah i'm sure they're all picturing um arnold schwarzenegger well Uh, maybe something with a little darker hair and more bronze skin (laughs) okay there's a reason we're not on youtube just so i can (laughs) make uh, this clear to everyone that uh, hey. that is not how we all look uh, oh it's not just for you tim it's for me too <laughs> um i think you pull off the fabio look very nice especially <laughs> that long hair yeah i've always been a firm believer in the mullet so <laughs> um okay uh yeah so memory and brain function that includes includes reducing cha- uh, uh your uh, your likelihood of developing Alzheimer's and schizophrenia. Wow. 
let's see. Let me you know, jump on to anything else here I wanted to touch on before we move on to the next question. There are uh, so there, there are numerous benefits uh, that it helps you sleep better. So if you're having problems with sleep, there's a good chance it has to do with exercise. There are um, adult-only reasons to increase your exercise as well. If you catch my drift. Um, the, um, wait, I'm I'm gonna have to. Never mind. Um, we'll yes. we'll just let keep the this rated go. a solid PG. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, there there's your body, your whole body, and and by that I literally mean your whole body benefits uh, from increased activity from exercise. So they're not like anyone knows uh, it doesn't know that they should uh, work out but uh, there are so many reasons it decreases your uh, your likelihood of developing cancer um, and obviously increases your longevity and so this is one I wanted to talk a little bit longer about so uh, this one is um, I think you can view exercise as a investment right so People understand the idea of putting away money, Tim. You love putting away money. I do. If I had any, I would put it away. <laughs> you put all of your money away, and now you can't find it. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, you put in however much into your 401k or into your piggy bank, and hopefully not a piggy bank. Uh, but over, over a period of time, you know, that money grows and, and becomes worth more later. So the idea with uh, longevity uh, is is an important, I think, uh, one to uh, disabuse people of the idea that exercise they don't have time for exercise, right? So that's a big excuse people talk about is I don't have time for this. Well, so here's what it comes down to: uh, science recommends, so you know, the uh, exercise science people, the health nutritionist, what, who, you know, any doctor type of person is going to recommend that you exercise uh, approximately 150 minutes a week. And so what that shakes out to is about 30 minutes a day for five days a week. Um, and so I won't bore you with all of the math, but what it comes down to is about five. And if you worked out all day, 24 hours a day, you need to work out five and a half days a year. And so over the course of a lifetime, uh, so let's say 70 years, that is one year of exercise. All right, so about one seventieth of your life, if you lived to seventy, you'd be exercising. All right, so wow. that that is a, a chunk of time. That's a small chunk of time, but you know that that's okay. Well, I've invested that much time. What happens though is that a life expectancy for people that exercise thirty minutes a day for five days a week uh, jumps uh, around three years. Um, uh huh. And so what you've put in is one year, and what you get back is three. And not only do you get three years back, because you might be thinking, oh, well, three years, I'm a seven-year-old, um, you know, what is my quality of life? Well, we literally just talked about what your quality of life is. Your pain is diminished. Your whole body's feeling better. You have significantly less chance of getting cancer, osteoporosis. Your brain is doing better. Literally, um, you know, Alzheimer's and, and all of those things, are, are your chances of getting that are significantly diminished. So your quality of life is higher, and you're living longer. So yeah. um, the idea that you don't have time to exercise is a, is a fallacy. You literally don't have time to not exercise. Yeah, that's right. Now, here, here's a question. Just thinking creatively and pursuing this investment metaphor, could I 
make all of my investment up front in one big lump sum. If I could manage to exercise continuously for one year straight, then could I be good to go for the next 70 years? No, Tim. Dang it. Uh, I think a, a more fair question is, Can uh, what if I didn't exercise now and exercised, uh, started exercising in five years when I have time? Ooh. Um, and the, as far as what I could find out, there, there isn't a lot of research saying that that actually wouldn't work. But what you would do in the meantime is potentially uh, incur some of these some of these debts against you know chronic disease and heart um, uh, heart disease and memory loss and you know all these all these things that while it might be some to some degree reversible, you also might not be entirely able to reverse that. So while you might decrease your overall likelihood of developing these diseases, uh, having uh, in five years, if you started exercising then, it might not be the same as if you started exercising today. Additionally, if you start exercising today, you have more energy today. You have a better ability to, to remember things. So if you're a college student, you don't feel like you have time because you're so busy with school. Well, literally exercising can help you with school. Um, so... You know, it's a, it's a quality of life question, uh, both when you're young and when you're old. So if you want a better quality of life, invest 30 minutes, however old you are, regardless of whether or not, um, you know, the long-term effects are reversible. If you want to have a, a better uh, life now, start exercising now. Well, Carl, you've sold me, but now I'm going to hit the hypocrite buzzer. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here on my duff doing no exercise at all and eating cake with frosting on it <laughs> while my wife is uh, over on the other side of the room doing exercise so ah, well good for her and she will have a far better life uh, it's a far far better thing that she does now than you have ever done so <laughs> and you know what really rankles me is when i'm like sitting fat and diabetic and you know writhing in pain <laughs> in and out of consciousness and she's just like a picture of health she's just gonna say i told you so or well actually she'll say carl told you so yeah exactly and uh that's the idea i don't really want anyone to change their lifestyles i just want to be right that's what it comes down to <laughs> it's so satisfying <laughs> <laughs> okay um but yeah you did mention so and we won't focus on this in this podcast but <clears throat> It is the case that you can't really out-exercise your eating habits. Diet is more important on the whole um, than, than your exercise, but the benefits of exercise come regardless of your diet. So that, what? That was, Ooh. So, so yeah, that, that, that three years that I mentioned longevity-wise, uh, that's across, across the population uh, and independent of obesity. So literally, obese people live three long, three years longer if they exercise. And exercise for them, I mean, literally, you know, uh, fast walking um, counts as exercise. So you're telling me I can keep pounding this delicious cake guilt-free? Uh, not exactly. <laughs> uh, because uh, generally, people that are trim live longer. But people that are trim and exercise live longer than people that are just trim, and people that are you know, significantly overweight and uh, exercise live longer than those that are only significantly overweight. Uh huh. So, anyway, um, I I heard what you said, Carl, but all I could think was this cake is so good. 
uh, I'm going to cut you now. You're, you're, you're done here. <laughs> That's right. You are, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Okay. Um, all right. So next question. What type of exercise? So, Ooh. Tim, what type of exercise should, should you engage in? Sorry. Licking off the frosting. <laughs> this is riveting podcasting right here. <laughs> so I was listening to this podcast the other day, and this guy, he was eating a cake. It was so good. I mean, he said it was. Mm. All right. Best kind of exercise. Let's see. I'm going to say you, um, I, I would imagine that aerobic versus like, you know, muscle training. Yes. Like, Let's call it cardio versus weights. Cardio versus weights. Okay. I imagine there's probably benefits to both. I imagine there are some overlapping benefits that either will confer it's probably a good idea to have a, a mix if you're not looking to um, for a specific purpose like, you know, you're in a bodybuilding show or you're running a marathon, then it'd probably be best to get a mix and get the benefits of both. Huh? That's correct. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes, you should do both. Um, so what it turns so cardio will help you lose weight. Uh, so one study I read said after eight months of tracking, 119 overweight and previously sedentary volunteers while they performed resistance training aerobic exercise or combination of the two the cardio group lost about four pounds while the resistance training peers gained two which is probably muscle mass right? yeah it's muscle mass obviously so that's still good for you but if you and a lot of people are when they are exercising and looking for losing weight um uh, you know, weight, weight exercise doesn't burn a lot of fat. It, it mostly just creates your lean, it boosts your lean muscle. Um, and so while that's good for you, um, it, it does raise your metabolism. It doesn't correlate highly to actually dropping in weight. So um, uh, let's see. So what burns the most calories is, uh, during exercise is cardio, right? But over the course of the day, it is weight training, right? So if you have half an uh, hour of exercise and you do cardio, you're going to burn more time in that. You know, if you run for half an hour, I believe it's about 350 calories that you burn. Um, and uh, if you do weights, you're not going to burn near that, not even close. But your metabolism uh, increases. So it says weight training led to a 9% increase in resting metabolism. So... Because you're, I assume that's because when you exercise, you're tearing muscle, and right. then that's being repaired over the course of time. So it's kind of a long, slow burn, yep. as opposed to cardio is like a, a quick, hot burn. Sure, exactly. So, uh, so that that uh, that turns out to be so for, for it says for for men, resting metabolism for people that exercise during the day increases to about a hundred and forty uh, increases. Uh, uh, by about 140 calories per day. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's not insignificant. Unfortunately for our female listeners, uh, it's only about 50 calories a day that it goes up. Um, huh. which seems like the, the uh, unfair sexist weightlifting policy here. But Dang the, you, biology. Exactly. Just biology is uh, cursing the women here. But, uh, but yeah, weightlifting can help either in either case. Um, and so... 
a combination of both is what the study said, though, is, is the best. So a combination of the two is really the way to get the, the biggest benefit. You're going to increase your resting metabolism, and, you're also, and when you also are doing cardio, you're going to burn fat. And so that's generally the idea. That's you're, you're burning some fat off. You're also turn, toning your muscles. And so if the idea is that you want to look better, uh, that is going to be how you get your, uh, get your results that you're looking for. So, Okay. Uh, the cardio in particular uh, helps uh, control blood pressure as well. So you can increase, uh, sorry, de decrease your blood pressure. I don't remember what it's, uh, your um, systolic. Is that the, that's the, the big one, right? This is me being a layman, having not written down the thing I was reading, but. Um, I'm going to say, um, yes, systolic and. Dias, dias, diastol, dias. Parabolic. There's the big number that's supposed to be like 120, and there's the small number that's supposed to be like 80 or lower. Um, I think it's supposed to be lower than 80. Anyway. Et to Brute. Okay, Tim. Bromus pectorum. You're. Let's do an entire podcast in Latin. Let's not. Let's say we didn't. Wait, what? That's right. Dang it. <laughs> um, I mean, malicus. Okay, you're. you're okay, yeah. Blood pressure is really important uh, to control that because that has been uh, shown to obviously uh, very, very well predict um, cardiac issues later in life. So you want to control that, and, and exercise is one of the big components, diet being the bigger component here. But exercise can help you drop it. Your, I think it was systolic. Um, by like nine points if you're exercising the amount they recommend, 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Um, and so that's a significant amount without any med medication, without uh, without even a diet change, I believe. It's just exercise for the amount of time and you can drop your, um, your number by, your top number by like nine. Um, so... And the idea there, obviously, blood pressure is a measurement of how hard your, your heart is working. So if your heart is stronger, it's a muscle, so you're exercising and it's becoming stronger, then it's more efficiently pumping the blood, meaning it doesn't have to push the work as hard. And so that's why blood pressure decreases, is it can more efficiently push that blood around your body. And that is a good thing. So, huh. um, and then obviously this is um, <clears throat> something I have experienced. So I do a lot of, at least historically, I've done some triathlons, and, and Tim has been foolish enough to try to join as well. Uh, right the keyword try. <laughs> well, you are still alive, despite your best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> I will prevail. Never give up. Never <laughs> surrender. That's not what you told the guy that was on the kayak. <laughs> well, I told him, never give me up, never surrender <laughs> me to the depths. Yeah. That'll be a story that we'll need to share with our podcasting audience at some point. But um, it will be moments of shame. <laughs> I have a few. Uh, right, right. But uh, suffice to say, we have done triathlons, and that's cardio. And and what you get a lot, and I get it swimming sometimes, and I get it running, uh, is what's called the, the runner's high right that's when you're you're getting all of these positive positive chemicals coming to your brain these endorphins um and you just feel really good and really happy with life and how things are going um and so that on is... the other hand i experienced the runner's loam <laughs> where you've got these hills 
and they just keep going up and then the sun is really hot and then your body says we're shutting down and you're like what am i doing and you feel yourself start to dissolve and you're like oh this stinks um you're not you know you're not helping our like audience be motivated to exercise just adding a a touch of reason to give us more cred and also (laughs) i hate running (laughs) (laughs) running is not for everyone and so we'll come to that um what so once again what type of exercise do you do um it really does depend on kind of your body type the things that you like to do um you want to do something that you will stick with, right? So if you don't like running, for example, you don't like running. My wife doesn't like running. I know a number of people that don't like running. Um, I tip, uh, word to the what, don't run. Um, wait, because wait, wait. let me wrap my brain around that. Oh. <laughs> uh, running is a great type of exercise, but it doesn't. it's not for everyone. And there are other types of exercise. You can uh, ride a bike. That's a great type of exercise. Um, you can swim. That is, uh, that's uh, arguably one of the best types of exercise, given that the low amount of uh, potential for in- injury and the over uh, the overall workout that you get for your whole body. So, um, yeah, and I actually yeah. like swimming. That's a yeah, it's something that I've started to do a bit just because. Yeah, it's better than running. <laughs> <laughs> now, to those that might not know if they like running or, or may have tried running and not particularly liked it at first. It is kind of an acquired taste. At least it was for me. Um, so uh, when I started running, <clears throat> I, uh, I say, I won't say I loathed it with a passion because I didn't, but I certainly didn't care for it. Um, but over the course of uh, doing a triathlon with some friends and running with a cross country runner, that was a friend of mine. Um, I learned to tolerate it. And then, uh, from there, I just uh, now I, I now I can't do without running. Um, so uh, it is kind of an acquired taste. It is something that you have to uh, learn to like. For a lot of us, some people are born with it, but uh, uh, it's it's not for everyone, though. Like I said, so there are other options. Um, my wife loves going to the gym and doing classes with other people. That's the way she stays motivated and does uh, cardio and, and things like that with other people. And so whatever gets you motivated, you go for it. As long as you're getting cardio and doing some, some weights, that's, uh, that's the best way to uh, get your overall uh, workout and uh, answer the question of what type of exercise you, you need to do. Um, All right. Pause for a rhyme. Running might make you feel like mush, but just stick with it, and it'll be your biggest crush. Or you'll get hit by a bus. A, a bush? No. Well, that's that's how you'll talk after the bus knocks your teeth out. <laughs> oh, boy. And I will say this as an avowed hater of running. Um, I, I love all sports, but I just hate running just for the sake of running. But what I've when I had to kind of prepare for, you know, triathlon races and stuff where running was obligatory, I um, did like small chunks of running to kind of get to get started. You know, you just say, OK, I'm just going to go and run for do a five minute run, you know, and even though I hate running, I could I could say, all right, I can go five minutes and just go out for a bit and back and you get the benefit of that running or at least the start of it without 
you know, being like a crazy cross country person who's like, I'm going to go running, you know, see you tomorrow. Right. Well, I think, I think that's a good point. So I think that um, a lot of people see people like maybe, maybe myself, I don't, I'm not a crazy cross country th- uh, runner. I'm, I'm neither, nor am I a marathon runner. Um, I'm also still sane, so I don't uh, have those aspirations either. But um, I think people kind of, when they want to get into the exercise phase, sometimes they jump into the deep end when the real way to do this is to approach it at a reasonable, uh, from a reasonable uh, pace and a reasonable starting point. And so you want to uh, start with something you know, like yeah, five minute run, five minute walk, five minute run, five minute walk, something like that. Or maybe you just go out for a brisk walk. If you're significantly overweight, don't start with running. That's probably not something that your heart can even handle. Just start with walking, go for a brisk walk. Um, and that will, uh, that's going to do it for you. That's, that is the type of exercise your body needs. And as you can work out your heart, uh, get rid of a little bit of the excess, um, weight, then you'll be able to, to work up your exercise and start running. But don't go out thinking you're going to do five miles and you're going to run. That's not going to happen. It's not even good for you. And, and you're just going to fail. And, and when you fail, then you don't have the interest of continuing because uh, it's frustrating. So start with something achievable and that's the way to go. And that's, uh, that's what I do. That even when I get out of shape, if I don't exercise for a month or two and then I want to get back into it, I, I can't start where I was. I have to start, um, start from a much more lower point and work back up so and that's easier for schedules too you know if you, yeah if you're a busy person shoot you don't you know do, maybe you don't start by doing a half an hour a day maybe you just you know do five minutes a day and that's a start sure. that's better than nothing right so that's kind of uh dovetails into the next uh, question i was going to talk about and that's what time. that was my favorite tv show growing up dovetails huh? dovetails okay. um no tim and and it always led right it, into the next TV show too. It was so funny. Well, I think the line is, "I don't think so, Tim." I don't. Think, that's right. Um, I don't know what what he says after that. I don't either. I think usually um, Tim Allen at that point would like staple his face to the the wall or something. <laughs> oh, that's un- for those of you that have missed this. This is a, an allusion to Home Improvement, the TV show from the late '90s that was. Uh, <laughs> An important part of my childhood. All right. So um, go ahead and look that up if you haven't. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Home Improvement is certainly worth a, a rewatching. Tim Allen, the greatest actor of the 90s. <laughs> uh, you missed that uh, podcast, Tim. We already did that. We answered that Wait, question. What? No. <laughs> um, okay. What time of day do you exercise, though? That's the question we're asking here. What time of day do you need to exercise? In Arizona, not midday. <laughs> At least not midday during the summer, because you will die. No, no. <laughs> um, no, okay, so science. Once again, returning to this science of exercise. Um, turns out working out in the morning is, is your biggest bang for the buck. Once again, at least for people that are looking for... Um, ways to burn fat and that's once again a lot of people coming to exercise for that reason um so uh it's l- largely because your body's hormonal composition in the morning is set up to support weight loss so really? the hormones in your body in the morning and especially on an empty stomach according to the, the thing i was reading um what yeah yeah are set up to pull fat out of your body and burn it um 
And so if you're going to exercise in the morning, and this question of an empty stomach, I literally read two studies right next to each other that said uh, we have proof that it does help if you're on an empty stomach and one that said that's not true. So I think that's kind of an open question, but the question of what time of the day to exercise, it doesn't it seems like ideally if you're going to burn weight, it is the morning. So you get up uh, and you and you start off, and there's a couple of reasons for that besides the hormonal composition. It's also you increase your metabolism throughout the whole day. Um, well, the other nice thing about that is your as you exercise, your body starts producing, you know, various um, you know pheromones and such that make you a more magnetic presence around people as you kind of you know so if you exercise you don't shower you go throughout the day people will just think of you more pleasantly they'll uh, find you more charismatic <clears throat> and uh, more interesting uh yeah well i think that's how you've uh, certainly found success in your life that's right and i find if you don't shower for a full week your pheromones are really in force and you can really you know be the center of attention anytime you walk in the room sometimes i'm amazed that you found a wife well, uh, I, I caught her attention. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, she always um, makes me sleep outside, though. Good for her. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, after the, but okay. So, for those of you that are neither morning early birds nor have the availability in the morning, afternoon exercise is not significantly worse as far as burning um, uh, fat and. Um, it is actually the best time to exercise if you are doing it for um, performance. So if, if you're trying to do a race or do some maximum lifting or you know, whatever it might be, um, afternoon is actually the best time. You've got um, some you've got more, more sugar in your bloodstream, so that's going to help you perform better. Uh, and your, your, so your strength and flexibility actually are greatest in the late afternoon. And your perceived exertion, so how hard you feel that your body is working, is the lowest. So for all of those reasons, working out in the afternoon, if you want to see like what your best time might be on a run or you know, how much weight you can lift, that, that would be the time to do it. Um, so that, as I said, scientists attribute these effects to our circadian rhythm, the body's 24-hour clock, which causes body temperature to rise slightly throughout the day and peak in the late afternoon. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Wait, wait. That's the same time the day temperature peaks. <laughs> well, they, the, these scientists uh, that I am quoting did not live in Arizona. <laughs> I'll bet they weren't. They were just like, oops, someone left. Hey, Jimmy left the thermometers out in the sun. Uh, whatever. Just punch the data in. <laughs> or these scientists are actually trying to knock off all residents of Phoenix. Um, yeah, that's right. Don't worry, guys. It's your peak performance time. It's the time to go out and run as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, buy a winter home. <laughs> okay. Evening time uh, for those of you that need to work out in the evening. Um, That's me. And are worried that it might uh, disrupt your sleep. The research, uh, uh, at least the scientist I was reading said he's seen research that seemed to indicate that, but he does not believe it. He actually thinks that it was not particularly uh, well uh, studied, and he, well, according to what his research was, was is that it does not disrupt your sleep. It actually, as long as you're not going straight from your workout home and in bed, as long as you give yourself half an hour, an hour to cool down, uh, he said it, it will not affect your sleep, and it can actually help you sleep better. Um, it, it exercise any time during the day will help you sleep better that night. But um, uh -huh. and 
Uh, it says over time, it can also reduce levels of hunger stimulating hormone ghrelin, or that might not be at all how you pronounce that. Because uh, yeah, sorry, it's uh, I've got to call you out here. Quit making allusions to the nineties. <laughs> Uh, or was Gremlins in the late okay. 80s? No, 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 no. <laughs> Which... Wait, oh, and this makes sense because if you fed it after midnight, it okay. Gizmo turned into a Greeland. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're really adding significant um, knowledge in this. I'll episode. be here all week. Okay. Will you, though? <laughs> <laughs> Not next week, though. <laughs> hunger stimulating hormone ghrelin so which can help with weight loss or management so well it doesn't have the same effect on metabolism as morning does because that raises all day and when you come home even if you give yourself a period to, to, to cool down and then go to sleep your home your metabolism is going to drop in your sleep um but apparently it's going to help uh regulate uh, reduce levels of hunger stimulating hormones so you still get some benefit of working out at night and uh, so, and in general, ones like, well, like Tim said before we started this, uh, you really just want to work out when it works out for your schedule. And work so that out might... when it works out. I like it. <laughs> so that might be, for example, Tim, you rode your bike to school sometimes. I don't know if you do that anymore, but once upon a time, right? I did. I, and yeah, I still do on occasion, though eventually they, um, you know, put concertina wire cutting off my bike path so that was a bummer so i switched schools good and that was the whole and only reason exactly um, that right, and so, ghrelin my favorite hormone uh, i don't think it, that sequence of word is words has ever been uttered by an english speaker <laughs> i'm a pioneer <laughs> here you heard it here first um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you, you find out time, and so maybe it's 10 minutes. Now, ideally, it's half an hour consecutively. That's going to be the best for you. But if it's 10 minutes in the morning, riding to school, 10 minutes home, right? And, and because you don't have half an hour consecutive to, to devote to it for whatever reason, work it into your schedule um, in, in, you know, in these types of um, you know, more productive ways that, that help you also accomplish something else, like getting somewhere. So ride your bike. Um, uh, you know, brisk walks, you know, so if you park further away and, and take a 10 minute brisk walk into your school or work, whatever it might be, that's, that's some exercise as well. So take literally, the stairs instead of the elevator, right? So take the escalator going the wrong direction. <laughs> hey, that could be your whole half an hour right there. <laughs> that's right. Especially if it's crowded and you keep having to shove people out of the way. <laughs> and that's a full body workout. You know? <laughs> that's right. Aerobic and muscle training yes. okay it, by um, the way it helps in that case if you have your pheromones at peak level because they tend to kind of clear in a wave before you uh, do they you would yes know. pheromones okay and greeley <laughs> okay so uh we got two quick questions left here so this one is how to avoid injuries um <laughs> Tim, i've got i've got one yes. when you're playing basketball don't wear stupid shoes that aren't basketball shoes. So this one actually, uh, ironically, is one of the first ones I came across is that you need to be uh, wearing the right equipment. And they specifically just talk about the shoes, which obviously most in most types of exercise are the type is the equipment that you really need to worry about. I assume this comes from uh, experience then. 
Um, I'm yeah. We're I've already owned shame numerous times. So yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. A sprained ankle. <laughs> right. So uh, to avoid being like Tim, and boy, <laughs> you should try to a avoid a good goal for anyone. <laughs> um, make sure that you have the right type of equipment. So that's important. Um, I think it's good when you're starting a new type of exercise, and especially if you're doing weight training, is find someone that's more expert. Um, maybe it's a friend that's, that's a long-time um, you know, gym goer. Maybe it's a trainer if you have the funds to pay for a trainer. Uh, someone that can actually give you some tips on, on uh, weight machines and doing weights because those types of things can really injure you if you don't know what you're doing. So if you're gonna... Yeah, and, and you can overdo it. Uh, you don't yep. want to be like a hero and try to go for the gut. So you want to take it slow and build up because, yeah, the and especially with those kinds of injuries with weight training, a lot of them are tendon um, you know, ligament injuries and those take forever to heal from. So yeah, bad plan. If you're trying to, trying to overdo it there, just take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so second uh, that, yes. Yeah, for sure. So be careful with that one. Um, these other ones, obviously ones we're going to know about, but warm up, you know, it's a good to, you know, jog before you run or, or even if you're going to do weight exercise, it's good to, to, to do some jogging first or get yourself um, your muscles warmed up and that will that increases you, their ability to uh, be their flexibility and their strength actually so For those of us who are just starting out the warm-up ends up being the exercise <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, so cr cross training can help so if you are just constantly running you're gonna uh, you're going to for example I did this <laughs> recently even i ran uh i you know i'd run three or four times a week and i and even though i love swimming it was out not in swimming season and so i didn't really uh take the time to go to my public pool and so i just run and so over the course of a couple months i started developing what's called peri piriformis syndrome which uh, is a type of muscle in your uh buttocks that uh, wraps your sciatic nerve carl carl pg pg <laughs> And so uh, that was a painful reminder. So that I had to figure out what it was and how to stretch it and how to take care of it. And so, um, you know, better avoid that. And cross training is a big way to avoid it because then you, you must work out all of your muscles. You give the muscles that you were working out time to uh, recuperate. So um, uh, cross training. So that means doing different uh, exercises. So swimming and running and weightlifting all on different days. Um, those types of things. And uh, so that that's an important one. Um, yeah, make sure make sure I got this right. Do cross training to avoid psoriasis on your glandular mandibula. And ghrelin, I think. <laughs> and ghrelin. <laughs> make sure to apply a generous layer of ghrelin before starting. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, so many the, words, Carl. <laughs> hey, wait, this is... Uh, by the time we're done with this podcast, it won't even be learn it from layman. It'll just be learn it from a dude or a um, a, a smart dude. Smart dude. I I feel like I'm not putting off that vibe. <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, learn it from one smart dude and someone else. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, also core core exercises are important because that's one of the places that obviously you're are if you get injured in, in your core that's one of the some of the most difficult ones to uh, deal with so 
uh, and then rest, rest and recovery. Make sure, um, sorry, rest, recovery, and stretching. So stretch before, stretch after, whatever um, works. Well, actually, both I think are recommended. I think that um, I read something. Um, though now that I'm, I can't remember specifically. So I'm not going to talk about it. Stretch before and after, just to be safe. All right. Um, can't hurt. Well, it can. <laughs> Touche. Uh, but yeah, rest, recovery, stretching—all really important. So um, don't run and then run again 12 hours later and then run again 12 hours later and then again give yourself some time to, re uh, to rest and, and those muscles time to uh, let the swelling go down <laughs> um, yeah. all right last thing here we go Tim um, how do you start exercising so what what words of wisdom advice can you give to someone that's just interested in exercising, starting to either start or, you know, really start a, a program of exercising. What words of wisdom do you have? Um, one, recruit a friend that you enjoy spending time with to, to do it with you. I um, One of the reasons I don't like running but do like most other sports is because running is solitary and it's fun to be with my friends and, you know, people I like to be with. So if I have a friend who has similar goals or a family member who has similar goals and we can do it together, all of a sudden running isn't um, isn't uh, this onerous bore, um, this big, big problem that I have to deal with. Now it's, oh, okay, that'll we get to spend some time with so-and-so. That'll be, that'll be fun. Um so that's one thing, if you find someone to do it with you. And then the other thing, we've talked about it, but just start small and, um, you know, keep it simple. Don't, um, a lot of times we, we build these things up in our minds, right? Oh, I'm going to make a huge lifestyle change. Um, and then, and then it becomes too big in our minds and, and we, we weak sauce out. So don't think of it as a lifestyle change. Just think of it as five minutes now and that's it. You know, five minutes right before bed. Um, maybe a do drop and give me 20, you know, pushups in the morning or, or during your break at work and, you know, shoot, you can do, you know, 10 pushups, 10 crunches or 15 jumping jacks in, in less than a minute, you know, start with stuff like that. Bite size. My dad would always tell me you can eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, so I think that, I think that's actually illegal. Just <laughs> that's well, you know, it depends on how you acquired the elephant and uh, how you seasoned it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the seasoning has anything to do with the legality. <laughs> <laughs> do you speak from experience? <laughs> I may or may not. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. there, there's my advice. Okay, good. I think those are good pieces of advice, and I do second them. Though I do, I want to add a caveat and a warning about the first one that you said. It Wait, is great eating to, elephants, not, not caviar. No. Um, I couldn't resist the, the elephant <laughs> caviar delicious <laughs> um, no the exercising with a friend that is awesome but if you're relying on a friend to exercise with that can often become a roadblock to exercise because if their schedule doesn't work out such that they can work out with you or they flake out and therefore you think okay well they can't come so I'm not going to do it then that is uh, something to watch out for because yeah. the responsibility here lays, lies directly on your own shoulders to get off your tushy and um, 
PG Carl, PG. <laughs> to go uh, <clears throat> make make this happen. So if if it can be with a friend, that can <clears throat> that can increase accountability. That can help um, in a lot of ways, make it more enjoyable, like you said. But uh, but make sure that you're not if if your friend is not available, if you can't find some, that you're therefore saying, well, okay, then I can't do it until next week or two weeks out. Just say, okay, I'm going to do what I can today, and and then hopefully I can work something out in the future. Um, yeah. So, and another thing about finding a friend um, is sometimes literally going and exercising, you can make friends. So, if your friends aren't uh, in the exercising scene, and you know, okay, there's a group down at the rec center or the YMCA or whatever it is that plays basketball on these nights, I'm going to go play with them and make some friends. Maybe that's the way you go at it. Um, you know, my wife, like I said, goes to these classes at our local gym. She's made friends at those local classes. So there are, you know, ways to broaden out your social circle as well from exercise. So um, lots of ways that you can look into to do that as well. Um, and but then, okay, and then, yeah, slow build. And that's what you said as well. Um, you want to make sure that you set very realistic goals because you don't need the... the um, the benefits of exercise really they actually do um, plateau over uh, at a certain level where you know if you are a competitive runner you're really not getting a lot more benefit health-wise from running than you than the guy that just jogs 30 day, 30 minutes a day competitive running is not that much better for you and um, than just the, the the guy that is out there plodding along at a, you know a nine minute 10 minute a mile pace as long as you're both getting it done um, you, you know, it, it doesn't really matter too much, uh, according to, you know, the scientific studies is it's just getting it, uh, worked in. So, and that's, and that's, that's the last piece of advice I'd give is just, uh, you know, sit down, look at, you know, where, what can I do to work exercise it? Maybe it's not wake up half an hour earlier because maybe I already wake up at you know, five 30 in the morning. I can't do it earlier, but maybe it is, Hey, I've got, you know, half an hour lunch. So maybe I just, uh, you know, run. Uh, or, you know, jog around, or maybe I jump on a bike for 20 minutes, and then I come back and eat really quickly, or maybe it's, uh, I ride my bike to work, and maybe it's, you know, you, know, you come up with things um, that, uh, that that work for your schedule, and that is the, the best way to do it, and, and ideally it is, it's wake up half an hour earlier, um, and uh, get that, get that exercise in, or go to, or go straight from from work to, to the gym or, you know, it doesn't have to be a gym, um, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, or maybe it's after the kids are in bed at night, you go and say, okay, this is my chance. Seize the day. Um, but, uh, but make sure you seize the day because if you do seize the day, there will be more days to seize. Whoa. There's a, a phrase. That's right. And I think that's I how we're going to end. I seize what you're saying, Carl. I give this. Uh, I I give our our podcast grade of uh, C's. Okay, is this just going to continue? Because I'm. This needs. We need a different cut, ending cut. note. I want to end with a musical, a little teaser for our one of our upcoming podcasts when we sing the whole thing. All right. Da 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 da. Okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, and so uh, jump on the bike, um, go do some exercise right now, and we will see you back again next week, uh, and, and you will be looking trimmer and fitter, um, and we will also, maybe. Better yet, better yet, 
play this podcast again and every time you hear a verbal pause like uh um or well do uh do another rep yeah we're 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 setting a rhythm for you uh right now mm-hmm. okay, and we're done. uh